0: hello everyone welcome to Woso daily we are back for another day to recap another unfortunate semifinal. i am joey with me again is maddie who was in australia for this one watching a very disappointed bar i'm correct in saying right maddie
1: yeah the mood in there mood in there was intense you could have heard a pin drop after uh after they went up 3-1 well
0: how are you doing how was uh that whole, I guess, kind of emotional roller coaster down there.
1: I'm doing okay. I'm a bit sad uh, when Sam Kerr scored that screamer of a goal. Uh, I really thought that we were back in this and that Australia was gonna keep it up and maybe pull it out, but obviously didn't go that way. So I'm pretty bummed, and I know a lot of the people here are bummed too. But you know. We move on. I'm still going to get to see them in the third place match. And I think less so than the Olympics. <laughs> third place doesn't really mean a whole lot a World Cup. But I think that they'll still, you know, want to give the fans something to root for. So I'm excited to go to that game.
0: Yeah, I think that should actually be one of the more exciting third place games. In any, you know, World Cup recently is, you know, when you get the, the host nation in there, sometimes fun things can happen. Though if I do remember correctly, uh, I think Brazil lost in their... Home third place game in 2014, so I don't know. Ho- hopefully, there's a different result this time. um I guess we can just dive into this game and talk about, I think, you know, a really interesting game and a score line that I think is certainly flattering to England because the XG had this as a slight England advantage, but not crazy. I've seen anywhere from a 0.5 to a 0.1, you know, goal difference, XG goal difference. Um, in favor of England, but at, uh, right before, uh, halftime or about 36 minutes, Ella Toon got the first goal, Sam Kerr, like you said, Maddie equalized with an absolute screamer in the 63rd. What a goal that was from the Australian star Lauren hemp though, less than 10 minutes later made it two to one. And then right as Australia, to me, it seemed inevitable that they were going to grab an equalizer. Alessio Russo shut the door, snuck it mm-hmm. past uh, Mackenzie Arnold, and snuck England into the World Cup final. So this was quite unfortunate, Maddie. But I think all things considered, I, I think maybe slightly an unfair result for Australia because I think they played better than to lose by a, you know a three to one margin.
1: I agree. Yeah, I mean I think that the um, the Lauren Hemp goal was it just a to- really lapse of judgment moment from Carpenter, it looked like, and I don't know if she was off balance or she meant to kick it out. I've rewatched it a couple times, and I'm not sure if she was trying to shield it for the goalie or what happened there, but it just seemed like after that, Australia still had the energy, and we're getting shots off. Skirt, uh, sorry, Kerr missed. I wouldn't call it a sitter, but that one in the box that came out from a corner, and she just skied it. I think she had some traffic in front of her and wanted to get it over them and put it in the net but any one of her chances in the box could have gone in after that but then it just seemed like after Russo got that goal it was just that was it and Russo's goal was really similar to the one that she scored in the previous game a similar angle and she just hammered it with her right foot right into the corner and it was a great finish but sad way to go for Australia
0: Yeah, it seemed like such an anticlimactic end, because like you said, Kerr Mm -hmm. had a couple of those chances, and Australia was, I think uh, Alex Calabresi mentioned this in the Discord, is a lot of these games have been boring, but have given us kind of interesting windows, and I think he said about the 60th to the 80th, I think that's about right in this one, maybe a little bit later, because really after that hemp goal in the 71st, um until the russo goal so about a 15 minute stretch there this game was super interesting super lively the crowd was into it you know trying to will australia to that second goal and an equalizer but i think that russo goal kind of let down all that energy and obviously the the two goal there margin is kind of insurmountable at that point so i really do feel for australia because it seems like you know, it was there for the taking. If one of those chances between uh, the 2-1 and 3-1 had gone in, we could be looking at a much different uh, scenario right now. But unfortunately, wasn't to be for the Aussies. Were you surprised to see Sam Kerr get the start? And what was the general feeling down there when that was announced?
1: I was and I wasn't at the same time. I think that in the back of my mind, I thought she needed to start. semifinals, you know, I thought she you know, look good in the limited minutes that she got in previous games. And I, I don't know. I thought that he made the right call in going through three back and then pushing it look like to three up top towards the end of the game. But yeah, I wasn't surprised, but at the same time I did have it in the back of my mind, like, can she go 90? Will she be effective going 90 considering she hasn't really built up her minutes, but um, in the bar I was at, you know we we didn't really have sound that could be heard super well um in the pregame so i just looked it up on my phone and kind of was like her starting and got excited immediately went to the discord but it didn't really seem like uh the people around us were super clued into the starting lineups but yeah so i was surprised cuz i didn't know she could go 90 but at the same time i i think that he made the right call in starting her she was dangerous for For, you know, on the chances she had, she was pretty quiet in the first half, but for the most part, um, you know, I think that he made the right call. It just wasn't, wasn't enough. She had very big, like, fine, I'll do it myself energy in the second half, which was just really great to see. Um, But, you know, just wasn't enough. She can't, she can't carry the whole team.
0: Yeah. And it just kind of so happened that those two chances, the header And the volley Mm -hmm. kind of just fell to her at the end. So it's set up for, you know, a uh, best player going to be the best player. Um, But, you know, you can't finish all of them. Variance, I think, probably willed itself in that game because that goal is not one that you score many times over. No, And then she probably scores some of those other ones other times. I think it probably equalized in the end. Uh, for the Australian captain. And unfortunate that she really didn't get that much of a run out due to injury in her home World Cup. So, you know, fate can be ugly sometimes. And I think that one in particular is going to sting. But to be fair, it's not like, you know, losing her really hurt Australia. I think they would have been really happy with the semifinal run if you told them before the World Cup. And I think, given especially how those first two games went, they can really only be proud of what they did up to this point. And an unfortunate loss. In the end, you kind of answered my second question there about Kerr, which was, do you think it was the right call? I guess really the real question is, do you think that this was 100% Sam Kerr, or do you think we were, as I mean, as I think, and I think it's just, you get injured, this is going to happen in a World Cup, you're going to try and push yourself, but do you think we were getting a bit of a forced Sam Kerr, who's just trying to get herself through the 90?
1: I don't think she was at 100%, which feels a little ridiculous to say when you see that goal where she's got like three players virtually around her and she still manages to get that shot off and score. But I do think that, yeah, she, she thrives when she's got amazing service and she can, you know, she's a great finisher. And I think that England really shut that down through uh, shutting down Ford and Rasso. And, and so I, you know, it's hard to say if she was getting great service, whether she'd be able to finish them like she usually does. But um, she was getting, you know, more decent service towards the end. But, yeah, I don't think she was at 100%. But, you know, saying that, she still was able to to score that goal, which was just absolutely insane. Um, and so, yeah, I'm definitely not at 100%. But I think, you know, it could have gone either way with those those chances at the end. So,
0: yeah, I and you brought it up like that's what really, I was like. I almost feel it almost feels wrong to ask the question: Was she a hundred percent? Because she looked. I mean, the goal was a beautiful goal. But at the oh. same time, at the same time, you like she is one of the best strikers in the world. So often it's not just one goal in a game for her, which is you know something that I think if any other team, ah, uh, basically in the world had her on their team, that would be plenty good enough. Um, and it almost was good enough for Australia in this one course get back in um and you know satisfy the home crowd they just went absolutely ballistic when she scored that goal i guess final world word on australia like you said they were able to kind of neutralize that england attack even the lauren hemp goal uh which gave england the lead that they would not relinquish in the end was kind of a weird goal where there was clearly some kind of miscommunication a shielding error something weird happened that i wouldn't say was up to uh Australia's defensive structure. I think it was more of, you know, an individual error, which happens. It happens sometimes. So what do you think made Australia so successful as this tournament wore on? Not only going forward, but, you know, holding France to zero and then England to really uh, one, I'd say really good goal until kind of garbage time.
1: Yeah. I think that losing Kerr early on in the tournament was a blessing in disguise. I think you saw the team really rally and have, do rely more on like a team performance where in the past, I think they've been guilty of kind of just relying on Sam Kerr to take them all the way, just get the ball to Sam. Those kind of their game plan. And I think you saw them really come together and and build as a team. Um, And it was, it's helped them tremendously because then even when we got her back, they still could rely on what they've been working on that whole time to, to play as a team and to, and a lot of star players have showed up. I thought Gory had a great tournament Caitlin Ford played really well up until (laughs) I don't think she had the best game last night, but I think she had a tough task to to take on some of the players she was asked to. But um, I think that they learned to rely on themselves as a team and, and you know, they're going to, this isn't the last we're going to hear from them. I think that they've showed in this tournament, especially with some of the young talent that they have, that they're going to, they're going to be competing in around for a long time.
0: Yeah. Proud of Australia. Really, really good tournament from them, and they were kind of our uh, darlings as we headed into this round. A shame that I feel like basically at every stage, Maddie, correct me if I'm wrong, but, like, the team that we want to win has gotten knocked out at basically yep. every... <laughs> like yep. a... I, I We must have used up all of our wishes on 2019 or something. What, what a shame. Um yeah. And then, I guess, final word on this match, England is going to go to the final, even though we don't love them. They are through um, to play for a gold medal and the world championship. What do you think this team can take forward from this game and, you know, put to effect against Spain, you know, for all the marbles?
1: Oh gosh. Well, I think that they're the way that Serena Viegman has kind of changed up their formation leading up into this tournament and playing Russo and Hemp up top and then getting a lot of width out of whoever's playing wing back, uh, in this case, it was bronze and daily. I think that that formation suits them really, really well with the personnel that they have, and I think also although they possessed a lot against Australia, we know that that's what Spain going to want to do against them, um, and so I think it's going to be a really, really interesting matchup. I think that they showed that that Russo goal was really replicable. Um, given that it was pretty similar to the to the goal that she had in the last game. And so I think they're going to continue to try and do that and try and exploit the lack of pace maybe Sp- Spain has across their back line. Um, and I think it's going to be a really interesting matchup. I, I have no idea who to root for. This is going to be my first time watching a World Cup full- final as just a complete neutral, uh, but... I'm I'm sure there'll be a lot of fans on both sides there, and I I think it's going to be an exciting game. So looking forward to that. Still not sure (laughs) what to be hopeful for, but I I think it's going to be a good matchup, and I'm I'm excited to see it.
0: Yeah, I think so. Honestly, I don't know who I'm going to root for. I'm a big neutral in this one in terms of both teams I don't like. This isn't some kind of like... I don't really have you know I'm fifty fifty I like I do not like either of these teams for different reasons, um, but I think just the way Spain's backline has been playing, which is not good, England yeah. if any team in this tournament is going to be the one to do it, could just ultimately exploit this backline. Um, I know Japan did it. They did it in kind of a a variance kind of lucky style where you know three. Three shots or three trips into the box, three goals essentially in the first half. In that one, I think this England one might not be a not gonna be 4-0 necessarily, but it could be a lot more dominating in terms of England will attack and will threaten every time because Spain still really hasn't shown to be that defensively solid a team, as crazy as it sounds um this far into the tournament, they still really haven't been that team. And I think that's where that seventy percent possession every game kicks in, where if you just don't let them touch the ball that much, you're gonna prevent the goals. But I think when it you know push comes to shove, this England team, you know, has what it takes to get the job done. But congrats to England. They do go through to the final. A 3-1 win over the host Australia, relegating Australia to the third-place game where they, where they will play Sweden on Saturday, and then it will be Spain and England in the final on Sunday. Maddie, thanks so much for joining me today. Anything else?
1: Nope. I'm excited to tune back in after the third-place match in the final, and hopefully we'll have some exciting soccer to recap.
0: Hopefully. At, that, at this point, that's kind of what we can root for, especially in the final. Yeah. I don't think we really have too much of a rooting interest <laughs> anymore, but, you know... <laughs> I guess we'll see what happens. I I, I hope Australia is at least able to get that third place. That'd be cool to see. But yes, listeners, thank you so much for listening. We will be off tomorrow because there's nothing to preview or recap, but then we will be back uh, at least in the States for Friday, Saturday, and Sunday to preview the third place and then go from there all the way through recapping the world cup final. And just like that, WOSO well, so daily will have come and gone but we still have the big big episodes coming up because these are the real money matches where you get first second and third place so should be a ton of fun to recap thank you maddie as well for joining me today hopefully we'll hear more from you in the future as you'll be at these matches which is awesome but yes listeners thank you so much for listening and until next time we'll see you